0: Alright, cool. Um, I wanted to just tell you, like the last like week, I've had this rap song stuck in my head from the 90s. I don't know the words of it. So I go to Lynn, I'm like, yo, I got a question that's going to sound super ridiculous. And she's like, what? I was like, well, you know how my brain works. So if I don't know the words <laughs> of the song, it just becomes beeps and boops, you know? And she's like, she's like yeah, I was like, do you know what song this is? I'm all, Skip
1: did she get it?
0: And she's like, it's tricky. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh man, I could tell she is so embarrassed. <laughs> embarrassed that she knew it? Yeah, like no, embarrassed that she's married to me. Oh, <laughs> also that. That's
2: pretty funny.
1: This program contains strong language. Welcome back. Rage of Sigmar. Rage,
2: Rage, Rage of Sigmar. And welcome back to the show. This is Rage of Sigmar. I am your associate guest co-assistant, Jacob Berry. And with me, as always, we have our host. Give it up for Joe Pagano.
1: What's up, motherfucker? It's your boy!
2: <laughs> You really miss talking about Warhammer, don't you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hope I didn't wake my kid up when I screamed like oh, that.
2: <laughs> I really hope you didn't wake your kid up. I also hope that the four listeners that we still have didn't just like bust out
0: their headphones. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus. So, uh, hey, man, what are you working on? What's new? What's new for you, Jacob Berry? Tell me. Hey, I, I have haven't not- had any life-changing experiences since the last time I recorded at all.
2: Nothing, nothing's changed. Nothing, everything's the same.
0: Nothing important, you know what I mean?
2: No, you've been, you've been hobbying as normal, sleeping as normal.
0: Yep, everything's <laughs> fine. This is fine.
2: <laughs> nothing is fucked.
0: Yeah, yeah, this is great.
2: Oh. oh, that's hilarious. Well, yeah, let me tell you all about what's up with me. I have done exactly zero hobby in the last month and a half. Wow. Oh, that's, that's definitely not true. That's not true. I chopped the arms off of my um, Knight Zephyros, which is the one that came in the Blight War box. And I gave her a horn and an axe. And I even like pinned the axe together because it was too small and fiddly and it wouldn't glue together. And I never even painted over it. I took it to two tournaments and nobody called me on the fact that it had bare metal showing. But other than that, that is all the hobby I've done in the last month and a half because I've been kind of busy getting some games in. Deal. You know, par from the horse.
0: That's awesome. How about
2: you, man? <clears throat> any, any new hobby that you've finally popped out?
0: Um... I think I put paint on a model in the last six weeks. You painted, uh, like, five models. Um. All right, yeah. So I guess I should say, um, if you guys listened to the last episode, my wife was pregnant, and now she's no longer pregnant, and the baby is here. And it's been uh, an incredibly life-changing experience because I haven't slept in four <laughs> weeks.
2: You should say some nice things about your wife or your daughter in the event that they listen to this after you die in like a
0: week. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just found out I'm terminal from Jacob. <laughs> no, um, <clears throat> no, it's great. It's awesome to be a parent. It really is. It's just you think you can find free time, and Tony Pacheco was right. They're, all of your free time becomes kid time. Um, it's common down, though. I actually, at least you
2: can. At least you can sleep a lot, right? Because like the kid goes down, and then you get like half an hour of sleep, and then.
0: No, so the baby likes to sleep when I'm at work, and then likes to be awake and scream, I practice her death metal vocals <laughs> while I'm trying to sleep for work. So it's been pretty hard um, on me emotionally and mentally, but my wife's had it way worse. So let's let's give it up for Lindsay. So. Yeah, let's go. There we go. Good for her. I'm going
2: to just go ahead and put that comment on silent.
0: <laughs> We're not talking about this. Okay. All right. That's not It's not funny. Anyway, uh, yeah, so that's that. I, got, I managed to put some paint on, like, five of them I didn't get them finished or anything, but I got, like, pretty much everything done. But their armor and uh, their little tassels. Yep. Their tassels. that are. I don't know why they have them, but they're there. It's adornment. And admit. for ceremony. I don't know, man. It's going to get moldy with how they live in the ocean, but that's it's it's only,
2: It can only get moldy if it comes out of the water.
0: If you paint your entire deepkin army, like, gr- shitty green, can you just be like, well, they're covered in algae? You know what I mean?
2: It, is that actually how you pronounce that word? Algae? You're saying it wrong.
0: It's algae. 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 It's spelled A-L-G-A-Y. Algae. <laughs> Pretty sure it's pronounced <laughs>
2: allosexual
0: <laughs> oh fuck
2: cool story so I yeah I legit have not painted anything because I've been on the road every single weekend this is my first weekend home and I'm spending it talking to you so I'm so happy
0: let's talk about the last five weeks even though in the last podcast we talked about Nova so five yeah. weeks ago you were at Nova or was that it right. was six weeks ago today right mm,
2: five weekends ago
0: yeah five weekends ago
2: right so then after that, I
0: you had... had a weekend
2: off of Warhammer, Okay, but I was out of town, so I couldn't paint or do anything hobby-wise. The next week- Wednesday, I left for England, go okay. with my wife, David Griffin, and his wife, Ashley, Joseph and Lydia Urban, and Ed Phillips, and we go to Manchester. We're there for Facehammer. We... Well, I'm sure we'll talk about this in a bit, but high overview. Went to, to Facehammer GT, went to London, came home the next week non warhammer but i was out of town again for a wedding in, Cal- in sacramento
0: in california right so
2: exactly right jesus so you're
0: getting those frequent flyer miles going hard exactly
2: dude. right but i flew on like nine different airlines so i didn't even help rack up anything okay. actually i was in california the same weekend as the guys were doing the the mountain weekend at twainheart and they were about an hour and a half away they're like jacob take an uber come get lit and i was like i'm not doing that i'm here for 32 hours i'm not spending Four of it, and probably hundred and seventy-five dollars
0: on an Uber. <laughs> it would have been, you know, how fucking divorced you would be right now. <laughs>
2: <You> <laughs> uh, at least, at least ninety-eight percent divorced.
0: <laughs> yeah, you'd be so fucked if you would like, but like, hey, I'm just gonna take a, I'm just gonna grab some beer from the store. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll be back. I'm going to get a cigarette. You don't smoke. I'm going to get a cigarette.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh,
2: and then. The next weekend, I was in Huntsville, Alabama for the Chaos GT. Turns out, Chaos stands for City of Huntsville, Alabama. Oh, shit. I'm Sigmar. I don't know. But it was... Yeah, so we went out on Saturday morning and came back on Sunday evening. So it's about an hour and a half, two-hour drive from here.
0: That's pretty cool.
2: So this is my first weekend in my own home.
0: That's great. It's your first this weekend, and we're talking about Warhammer on Skype. I'm so excited to talk to you. Yes, this is great. And I'm
2: sure all of our listeners, like Hannah, people who don't even play Warhammer that listen to our podcast, are like, God, just go back to talking about Death Metal, something that's not Warhammer, please.
0: <laughs> so, um, so I guess we'll just roll right into your games. I want to hear about fucking Facehammer, dude.
2: Yeah, dude. Let's talk about it. So I went to Facehammer GT, which is in Stockport, England, which is just outside of Manchester, basically. It was about a 20-minute car ride or a 30-minute train ride from Manchester, where we were staying. Um, The tournament format was really straightforward. They had a different realm for each scenario. Each round was a different scenario. and uh, No secondary objectives. Uh, Scoring was was pretty straightforward in that if you got one best sports vote, you got five extra points, two or more best sports votes, you got uh, ten points, and then if you won best sports, you got an extra ten. And I guess the tiebreaker was either kill points or victory points. Um, I had five amazing... I had four amazing games. (laughs) (laughs) All right, yeah. Uh, So I got challenged by Mitzi from the Mitzi and Jimbo
0: show. Yeah, you guys had a cool little Twitter Twitter call out. I remember yeah, quoting uh, Rick Flair and on that. At him. Yeah. yeah,
2: exactly. Um, and he was playing his Iron Jaws, and to make a short story pretty long, we we banged it out for three turns, and I smashed all his toys and won a very close game. But the Warhammer game, let me tell you, <laughs> no, we had a lot of fun, and I won uh, a close game. I think it was actually. It was actually a minor victory, because I, I managed to, we managed to tie on victory points, and then it came down to kill points, and I, I had a slight edge. I had like 100 points of, of victory points on him, but I had like a character with one wound left who made three saves in the last turn that got me the minor win. So it actually, it was super close.
0: That's awesome.
2: Uh, we started drinking basically as soon as we got to the venue. I probably you? had four to six beers slash Irish coffees. Their beer was cheap and their Irish coffees were cheap, mainly because I think they only poured like two-thirds of a shot of Jameson into my coffee because they said this guy is going to be a problem, so let's slow him down from the get-go. But it was really good. Uh, Second round, I played a guy named Forrest who had Stormcast Eternals. And man, it's really evident when you look at my list, which was not terribly competitive against a list that was terribly competitive. He had a ten block of the evocators and two five blocks of evocators. Wow. And I just couldn't compete. He They're pretty
0: they're pretty like insane for their point costs, right? Evocators. They're
2: they're the new Sky fires. Like they're going to increase in points cost. There's just no way they don't. Okay. But we had a really good time and what I thought was interesting, because there were some players that played this way that were sort of serious, is like I would he would make a mistake and it would be fifteen seconds in the pass. I'd be like, You can just fix that. And he's like uh no, it's all right, like, I, I messed up, I'm the, I'll am I'll play it. It's like, you sure, you can, like, that, nothing changed. And that's, he goes, extre- he
0: goes, that's extremely British, dude. That's like the is. stiff upper lip, like, keep calm, carry on, like, right. everything's fine. But what fine. he up
2: doing is, like, I'd say, like, no, like, definitely take that back. The game hasn't changed. You recognize your mistake. Just go fix it. He goes, okay, that's fine. So he did that, I think, twice, and then he let me take something back, and he's like, okay, now we're even. I was like, oh, well, I, like I appreciate that you're keeping track and you you care enough to make sure that there's integrity to our game. But you're not being a poor sport in the way that if I give you some, if I let you take something back, you're going to be like, "Oh, well, you fucked up, so that's on you." You know. Um, so he like he returned the favor and was a really good sport and a really friendly guy. That's good. He's also probably one of the most in shape people I've seen in the Warhammer scene.
0: Really, he's like jacked.
2: Uh, no, no, he was like actually a balanced looking human being. Like he looked like he exercised and also didn't eat like garbage but also wasn't like stupid jacked huge socal uh, man that we used to play with
0: now are you talking about ben curry i'm talking about most of the SoCal most guys? of warhammer
2: people are either huge or tiny or huge with muscle but like there's never any balance in any of our
0: lives what, what about the dude that would go to texas we played with in texas who was like he looked like a fucking monster he was like six foot nine and he was completely ripped Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. who Uh, was that guy? He was cool, but he never looked uh, happy when he was... Bowman. Yeah, he never looks happy when he's playing, so I'm like, is this guy like a dick or like... Well,
2: no, to be fair, he never looked like he was happy,
0: period. (laughs) He was a cool dude. I drank a couple beers with him. No, he was super friendly. Yeah.
2: He was enormous. I'm pretty sure he could bicep curl like you and I (laughs) on either side.
0: (laughs) That's true. He was a big boy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I lost that game badly, really badly. And then I go up against a guy named Russ who's playing Mixed Chaos. Now, I want to clarify. I went to Facehammer GT, which is run by one of the most well-known British Warhammer players named Russ. And I played Russ at this tournament, and I beat him. I want to make it super clear that that is the only way that anyone could understand what happened.
0: Wait a second. I have a question. Yeah. Is it the same Russ, or is it a different Russ? I hate you. (laughs)
2: Why would you ask me that question? I worked so hard on phrasing this exactly the way that I wanted the story to go, and you just ruined it.
0: So you beat Russ. I beat Russ. Was it the At Russ? Of-
2: Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I really am not happy with you right now.
0: Can't you just give me this one thing? Can you give me this one way? I'm just confused, dude. I just want to know which is it the same guy? or?
2: Hey, Let's talk about why your wife has your text messages on silent.
0: Wow, dude, that was low. That was low. I confided in you. I- I'm glad you didn't beat the Russ. I- I'm glad you beat bootleg Russ. You beat. The- I'm sorry to the Russ that had to play you because he feels like he's inadequate because he's not as Russ-y as the other Russ. You prick.
2: <laughs> Did you play Russ? No, I played Ross. I went to farce horror.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 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 that poor guy. Hey no, Russ. He was- hey Russ. He I, appreci- of- I appreciate you. I'm sorry you had to deal with this guy.
2: Hey, Russ, we had a lot of fun, and because of that,
0: go fuck yourself. It's
2: Just time ma- to make friends.
0: Making friends everywhere you go. All
2: right. <laughs> no, so he was running an interesting list. He had a mixed, mostly demons of chaos list. He had like a Keeper of Secrets and 30 Demonettes, and he had a Bloodthirster and 30 Bloodletters. They don't get along. Oh, they, they stood next to each other and died all the same. So I overcommitted in that game and went in to gung-ho with some really powerful units and took off probably a third of his army. And then he started playing for objectives, and so he was winning pretty much the whole game but had fewer models, and so I had to sort of claw my way back. And it, it came down to, I think it was like 17, 15, I finally like made the comeback at the end of the game. It was super close. We had a really good time. Um, so Mitzi, my first game, drank a lot with me. Forest, my second game... He was a little bit hesitant, but I got him to drink some with me. Russ was a champion. <laughs> this man, like, he wanted to make sure I was underneath the table by the end of the game. And he failed, but our friendship our friendship succeeded.
0: That's great. That's awesome. Because we really only do this to get drunk. That's
2: the point. Yeah. Listen, like, I spend all this money and all this time hobbying. So that I can show up to tournaments and get drunk.
0: Yeah, and like, just like chip all the paint on your models and like leave them all out while you're passed out at Adepticon.
2: I can neither confirm nor deny that that happened. <laughs> I have no memory of such things.
0: Yeah, I'm sure Anthony Polcastro has a great memory of it. So what did you do that night? Did you go out with the guys from um, Facehammer? Yeah, so
2: that, night, that night we went out and got Indian food because there isn't good British food, but there is good Indian food well, in technically, in
0: the- Technically, like... I read somewhere that, like, Indian food is that we eat in the United States is pretty much just British. Like, Indi- people from India or of Indian descent in Britain making food.
2: If you think about it, really, Indian food is just British food that was taken back, like, 50 or 60 years ago.
0: Honestly, dude, yeah. I'm just, I'm not even going to touch on the imperialism of the Brits. It's why I'll never go to your country, you bastards.
2: Speaking of... <laughs> <laughs> We're planning a trip <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah hey, we'll talk about that later we'll talk about okay. that later yeah okay I can't uh,
2: so we we went and had a bunch of weak Indian B- British beers at this Indian British restaurant uh, and then went back to the venue and kept drinking uh, the highlight of that of that part of the night was there's a guy in the British scene who's who's like super out and super forward and he really wanted to fuck David He kept asking me like hey get me in with David. Hey, get me in with David. <laughs> Except he didn't sick. say the word with. He just kept saying, Hey, get me in David.
0: <laughs> oh, nice. About six inches inside of David.
2: <laughs> I didn't ask. I don't, I don't need to know how That's far. That's awesome. In. Did Ed come and try and tap that though? Uh, Ed wasn't playing actually. He, uh... he like registered, but he didn't make the wait list. And there were some drops last minute. So he could have played, but he hadn't, he didn't bring his army. Uh... uh, so he was running around with our wives the whole time.
0: Oh, uh, typical Ed. Typical Ed. That's awesome.
2: Um, and then, how did so um, Dave- how did
0: Dave Griffith's wife uh, handle meeting Ed Phillips?
2: Honestly, he was on pretty good behavior. No he, way. He That's not some, fun. He made us. I mean, like he was he was typical. Like get everyone super drunk, Ed. But he wasn't. He wasn't offensive. Except, I mean, he made fun of Georgia, and she's from Georgia. And he made fun of Alabama and Davis from Alabama. Yeah, but
0: isn't isn't Ed Ed's from the South too? So he gets he Ed, has the right.
2: Ed lived in in Knoxville for like eight years.
0: Yeah, but he like did his teenage years in Knoxville. It counts.
2: Right, right, exactly. It so, does count. But at least it wasn't Georgia.
0: He also lived in um in Baltimore, which is pretty much considered the South if you're from the North for a long time. Is
2: there, I mean, I guess it's technically Virginia. It's also Maryland, but I like to insult Marylandians by saying it's Virginia.
0: Marylandian? I didn't even know that was like the, what you called them. I thought they were I like Marylanders or Mariners. Maybe they're just all Mariners or Marinated.
2: Those guys from The Wire.
0: Yeah. Okay, so you guys went out, got Indian food, hung out, had a good time.
2: Yep. Uh, we didn't actually stay out that late. Um, but yeah, it was, I mean, we made a bunch of friends and had a great time. That's awesome. And then day two rolls around. I'm playing a guy named James Chalmers. Who was running Slanesh with Archaon, which I thought was going to be easier to play against? And he had like seven, mm, at least six of those the chariots. He didn't have any infantry models whatsoever. He summoned in some later on, but he he basically had like two characters on chariots, Archaon, a keeper, and six chariots. So you just had a super MSU army running around all over the place.
0: But fast. Fast as fuck.
2: Yeah, super fast. Yeah. Uh, Which is how he ended up winning the game, because it was pretty tight for a while, but he had racked up a good number of the summoning points for Slaanesh, and towards the end of the game, he just sprints one of his characters 20 inches away and then summons 12 inches away from that guy and takes an objective from me and won the game.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, you think about it, right? Because you have so many multi-wound models... Mm-hmm. Fighting you is always beneficial to Slenesh because their wounds yeah. that it's wounds that don't kill, and then everything exactly. he took has a pretty high wound count, right? Exactly. Let's see, it's actually a pretty smart fucking idea to, when you're running slanesh with the pain or pleasure or whatever that's called for something. It's uh,
2: depravity points. Yeah, love that. Or pleasure from pain. Yeah, yeah, it's a. It was a good list, and he played it well, and he got he he drank with me some, but he had to drive home that night because they're all local and they're all driving home on Sunday night.
0: Wait a second. Uh, Wait, they, they don't drink and drive in the UK or what?
2: Uh, they drink and drive, but they, they won't drink before driving. You can, like, do both at the same time. Because it's, it's on the left-hand side of the street.
0: <laughs> I drive on the left-hand side of the street every time I drink and I drive, in, bro. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Shout out to Mothers Against Drunk Driving.
0: <laughs> All right, cool. So that was cool. That was your round four. Let's yeah, talk was, about your round was, five. Fun.
2: He was amazing. So round five, I'm paired up against this guy, Ben, who, I recognized his name because I think he used to have a podcast, but no one listened to it, and I just like, you know, I was like, alright, this is cool, I don't know this guy, we're gonna have a good time. He's playing Zeench with Archeon, so same sort of thought goes from my head, like, great, this is gonna be so much fun, I can't wait to meet this guy. He's running nine Skyfires in one unit, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, it was rough. So, so he was playing. running
0: a very competitive list, is what you're saying.
2: Super competitive list. We're both on two wins and two losses, so I'm thinking like, it's going to be a casual game. We're not going to take it that seriously. Neither of us is going to podium. It's not going to matter. Let's just have fun and, and get drunk. I offer him a drink. He's like, I'm good. I'm not going to be drinking. I was like, okay, cool. So I brought him a Pepsi, just like, trying to be friendly. Um, and to make a long story short there were probably three or four instances where I gave him the benefit of the doubt or where he misplayed something and I either called him on it, but then when he like got butthurt that I was calling him on it, I just let him have it. Uh, and I end up losing... Oh, so here's what was actually really funny about that. I give all my opponents a reroll. I give them a die. I say, you can reroll this. If you use yeah, it, you, you should ex- give your ex- next opponent... Ex-
0: explain that whole thing to right now so yeah, everyone yeah, understands you know. it.
2: So I do this thing called play it forward. I printed up a bunch of dice from ChessX and I give each of my opponents one die and I say, "You can use this die at any point during our game as a reroll. You can make me reroll something, you can reroll a die you couldn't normally reroll. You just get this one die. It's supposed to help you think of the game casually. Like, it's not a big deal we're playing toy soldiers. Relax." So he honestly he's taking advantage of my goodwill. I'm letting him get away stuff that I shouldn't because I don't really care enough it's the last game in the tournament. I've lost two games. I've won two games. I'm not going to make even like top ten. Throughout the game, he misses a couple rolls here and there. I'm like, hey, don't forget to use your reroll And after my second or third time telling him that, he goes, "I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to use it because I want to prove that I can beat you without it." It's like, oh, all right, okay. So like, you're you're really serious about this game. That's fine. Never mind that I've given you like all this leeway every time you've taken advantage or taken liberties with a pile in or. You know, you say, like, oh, but I could have just done this and two models wouldn't have died. It's like, all right, like, if you need to tell yourself that's what it takes to win, then, like, cool. Yeah. I'll, I'm going to give you the experience you want. Like, I'm not here to to step on toes and, like, I don't know. The scene's a little bit different. People are a more serious in this scene. I had that game with Forrest where he was, like, really... He was super tight, but he also didn't want... He wasn't going to give me a bad play experience. He wanted to give me back the good play that I gave him, right? So, like, I don't know. It could be a cultural difference thing. But anyway we're playing and I'm winning on objectives and like a pivotal turn five, turn four or five comes around and he tries to sprint one of his characters over to steal my objective and he, he probably needs to be he needs to be able to move like 28 inches and his guy at most can move like 26, something like that some ridiculous movement that his guy can get it was like he's like alright so I'm going to move over there and take that objective, I, was like, I look at it and I measure four and I was like no you can't make that, that range you're, you're not going to make it He's like, no, I just have to run him. I, I just use a 6. I'll give him a 6 for the command point. He's going to make it. I was like, no, look, like, this is 28 inches. You've got 26. You're not going to make it. And he starts sort of getting uppity and, and huffy about it. And without even thinking, I, just, I, I jump into like, problem-solving good friend player mode. And I was like, well, relax. You don't need to do that. Like, just calm down. He's like, no, I I like, no, just all you need to do is summon a unit. I've been tracking your summoning points for you this whole game. Every time you cast a spell, you earn a summoning point. You haven't been paying attention to it, but I've been counting for you. You can just summon a unit over there, and then you will probably win the game. You'll claim that objective, and we'll keep playing it out. He's like, oh, I would have just summoned anyway. I was like, dude, I literally just told you. (laughs) You're going to win because I reminded you how to play your army. It's okay. Um, So we start to play it out, and after giving him what was the winning strategy... Obviously, I'm going to try to take the game back from him because there's still game left to be played. So we're playing through it, and I'm like trying to to make certain um, make tactics work. And he's like rushing me because we're short on time. Uh, and in the end, I I think I had like some mediocre roles or like I was just out of range and I couldn't make it happen. I couldn't take the game back from him. Um, but it was it was startlingly bad sportsmanship from someone who I had given. I think every bit of of the benefit of the doubt too but I can also hold my head high knowing that because like I I talked about this with Ed afterwards and I was saying like you know maybe I shouldn't be such a pushover maybe I shouldn't just roll over every time someone wants to to force their not rules on me Uh, but he brought up a good point of like if I called him on that stuff if I made a scene if I called a judge I'd probably be more upset with myself than I am for letting it go Right, because like I'm taking, I'm, I'm taking that away from myself. Because I know that I played my best game and like did the best I could to make that a fun game.
0: Yeah, um, give me one one moment to digest before I go on my rant. Just one. Yeah. All right. All right. All right so I'm going to weigh in on how I feel about this dude. Now, there's a certain level of responsibility you have as a Someone who's really involved in the Warhammer community, right mm-hmm. like when like we 're not a big podcast we 're not like forefronts, but like he had Black Sun right that was his podcast, yeah. yep. so Ben Diesel, of black Sun, that was a popular fucking podcast during eighth edition Warhammer that was big. I knew about it, other people knew about it. This would be like Johnny Hastings or Joe Rogers from the Point Hammered podcast It was like probably the, in my opinion was one of the bigger uh eighth edition warhammer fantasy podcast i mean those guys sure. start going but like when you are a, like a leader in the community whether or not you wanted to be a leader or not like when you are a face or a name in the community that is known and recognizable and you act like a fucking asshole during a game you are bad for the community i think yeah. that's right when you are playing a guy who fucking flew across an ocean To play in a fucking tournament in your country, because he's heard such great things about your community, and it's like a pilgrimage for an American player to go to fucking the UK and go to Nottingham and see Warhammer World, and then go play in a fucking tournament in the UK, and you act like a fucking douchebag. You're a fucking piece of shit, and that's what it is. Because you're like you said, it's not like you're it's round five and you're on table one. I get it. If it is, if you guys are one of you's going to win the tournament, totally fucking fine.
2: We were definitely on table 30 out of, like, 47. Exactly. (laughs) So
0: he's having a shitty fucking time at the tournament because his fucking ego is not getting filleted because he's not doing so fucking good. And he's taking it out on you because he's a fucking douchebag. Alright, so maybe he needs to take a moment out of his day. I hope he fucking listens to this. I really do. I hope he has something to say, because I'll fucking tell him how it is. He needs to take a look at himself in the fucking mirror, and think about who the fuck he is, and who he wants to be, because he's a douchebag. You're a fucking asshole. And if you've got something to fucking say, Ben Diesel, you can come through to fucking New York City, and I'll knock your fucking teeth out. I don't give a shit. I really fucking don't. People like that don't belong in this community. Being competitive is one thing, but being an asshole and ruining someone else's time... Someone else's fucking hard-earned vacation. We're not like Europeans. Uh, European listeners, if you guys are listening right now, we don't get paid time off. We don't get vacation time. We're like slaves in America. It's an uber-capitalist society. It is every day I take off from work, I'm losing like $300, bro. So if I'm flying across the fucking Atlantic into your country, and I'm paying money for food, I'm paying money for hotels, and the main reason I'm going is to play Warhammer, and you're a fucking asshole, we're going to have a problem. I don't even give a shit if I get deported, (laughs) if I go to jail in your country. Don't fuck with my vacation, and I wouldn't fuck with yours. If you came over here, and I was having a bad day, And you flew here, and you played me at LVO, or you met me at Nova, or whatever. And I was a dick... I would have a serious guilt about it and I would go out of my way to rectify that because this is your vacation. Now this is this is something that we do. This is a hobby. This is what brings us enjoyment and you can't go around making other people's hobby bad. So if you're fucking, if you have a shitty attitude or you, got a, you have a hard time with losing, if you can't stomach losing, you don't belong playing a game like this. Go buy a computer, go buy an Xbox, ruin some 14 year old kids on fucking Xbox Live's time. I don't give a shit about that. Don't do it to my face. Don't treat me like I'm less than you or my feelings or my buddy Jacob or anyone. You don't do that. This is a social game. You have a contract. We're standing in front of each other. If you have no ability to understand other humans' emotions or you're so self-centered and so into your own ego that you can't go, stop for a second and go, wow, I'm kind of being an asshole to this guy who's obviously not from here. Obviously, is, this is a big trip for him. And I'm just going to fucking throw a little bitch fit because I have to win with, on my own. Oh, this guy gave me a dice to reroll. I don't like that because he feels the game is having a good time, and I take this shit way too fucking seriously, you know, maybe you need to go fucking home and put that gun in your mouth and pull the fucking... No, that's too far. I'm gonna edit (laughs) that out. That's way too Uh, far. They don't have have guns in England. Never mind. You guys are alright. What do you got to use a knife or something, stab yourself to death. Put a
2: a slingshot in your mouth and, like, hurt the back of your throat a little bit. Go
0: get your musket, you fucking (laughs) redcoat.
2: Here's the funniest part about this whole thing. Is he said to me, right, like, he goes, I don't need that diet. I'm going to prove I don't need it. Well, you needed my fucking advice, didn't you? <laughs> oh, <you're>
0: shit. <laughs> you fucking mark-ass trick bitch. Come through. <laughs> <laughs> I really... No, I really... When you told me about this, like, for our listeners, it's mid-October. Um, Jacob got back, like, three weeks ago, and he told me all <laughs> about this via text, and I was, like, sitting on the couch, like, like doing my fucking, like, tough guy, I, like, move my arms around, like, oh, yeah, I'm so mad. I'm going to fuck this dude. but it, It's just bullshit. If you're that kind of person, you don't belong doing this. And if and I'll tell you straight to your face, you don't. You don't. And if you think you got something to say to me or to Jacob or to anyone out there that's promoting the Warhammer community as a sportsmanship first scene, if you think there's something wrong with that, you can come fucking see me. And that's how we could do it. Because if you're going to be an asshole, I can be a way bigger asshole than you. And that's it. That's what it is. So if that's who you are, you can hit me up on Twitter. I'll fucking fly right to your house, and I'll show you what's up because I don't <laughs> give a fuck. Do not ruin this. It's guys like that that are ruining this.
2: Well, and I think that, that what you touched on is a really good point because 8th Edition had a really strong competitive scene, and that was, that was a bit of a problem, right? It kept people out. It keeps people from, from engaging. And, like, there's the stigma about the tournament gamer. There's the stigma of people who don't play tournaments like, I'm not going to go to tournaments. I don't do tournaments. That's not my scene. What they don't realize is a tournament scene is where 100 guys get together and get drunk and play Warhammer, and like three guys have their dick measuring contest at the top tables.
0: Yeah, but I heard Ben Diesel can't even see his dick, so why is he trying to measure it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't Listen, I'm sure that someone who listens to this in like the UK or that knows this dude or someone's going to message us and be like, he was probably having an off day. I understand that. I'm getting it out. I don't, I particularly, the way I am, is if someone walks on me, I let it slide like the first time. If someone walks on one of my friends, Mm -hmm. it's going to be a problem. And, dude, you, you need to think about your opponent just a tiny bit before you think about yourself. You don't have to think about your opponent. Like, I feel like, Jacob, you think about your opponent too much. I think you're right. But at the same time, if you're going to go play this game like you're playing StarCraft on the internet against you know someone you don't see who isn't there who isn't real right. could be you know what I mean like you could be playing a bot or you could be playing some kid it doesn't matter that's the purpose of that game that's what it's designed for this is designed a tabletop war game no matter what type it is if it's Dungeons and Dragons if you're playing role playing or if it's a a historical it's still designed as a social interaction and if you don't did have you just any...
2: take us did you just take us back to Bolt Action
0: no. But what I'm trying to say is if you're playing historicals if you're playing whatever you're playing, if you're playing a board game, if you can't remember that the reason why you're doing this first is for social interaction, then you don't need to be playing it. And that's just the truth. And that's what it is. Because the number one reason why you should be interested in playing a game like this is because you get to do it with your friends. And every time you get to travel and do it, you can make new friends. Yep, and I've made some absolutely. wonderful friends across the entire United States playing Warhammer Fantasy. And I'm sure I'll make even great friends, new friends, playing Age of Sigmar when I start getting into tournaments heavily. And, the, the you know, I just hung out at a Age of Sigmar tournament and I made great friends like Anthony and Luke and Dave. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they're, they're like my buddies now, and I, I just was hanging out at the tournament. I didn't even get to play in it. So you need to, to take that time in your life and, like, think about... Am I going to this tournament to make myself feel better about my, like, like, yeah. Like What's going all, wrong with my we're, life? We're yeah. all going to do this, play, and have fun, right? That's what yeah. we're doing. Of course. But, but if you're going to make someone else's life, if you're a bully or you're going to make someone else's life not fun or you're going to ruin someone else's time, you're a piece of shit, dude. And you just, you got to really fucking figure your life out. Because you're probably, like, I mean, I'm sure Ben Diesel's like a 30-something year old man. So what the fuck is wrong with you, dude?
2: So let's 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 turn the page for a second and just get back to the overall overall at Facehammer. I had an amazing time and I made way more friends than like we'll say Nemesis in, in quotation marks. No 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 no. Like, He's I, he, made, I made a ton no, of fucking friends.
0: We got beef, motherfucker. Like straight up. Better <laughs> never let me catch you with your head down, son. I'm coming for you, Mac Miller. Let's he's, go. He's dead.
2: Oh, oh, I meant Machine Gun Kelly. Machine Gun <laughs> Kelly and Eminem. It's the new beef. Yeah. All right. So, but I had an amazing time against Mitzi Forrest, the Russ, and also James. Like, we had an Which Russ? Time. Russ
0: one or Russ two? Uh,
2: the Russ Ward.
0: Okay.
2: <laughs> okay, uh, but it was it was a great trip, and I would I'd go back in a heartbeat. Um, it's like I if it wasn't such a long way to get there. I would put it in my normal tournament rotation because the flights weren't that expensive. It's just time consuming. Like it, it, you you give up a whole day to get there. You give up basically ten hours coming back. It's tough. Yeah, but I would do it again for sure. Maybe in like 2020 though. We'll see.
0: Oh yeah, maybe in 2020. Maybe maybe, in 2020. maybe. <laughs> we're alluding to something. Did you guys pick it up? Also, <laughs> Ben Diesel, don't be there if we're there. All right, don't show your face. You better not show your face If we're around dog We're gonna have problems Son We're listening a lot of DMX Up on this bitch I'll come down there yeah. yeah what you bitches want Yeah Yeah Now Whatever You know what Ben If you write Jacob an email apologizing I'll let it go That's all A nice apology Maybe send him some money like a couple hundred dollars but, but
2: not, in, not in pounds because the pound has dropped i need dollars
0: yeah in do- not in your fucking monopoly money we want it Gold <laughs> hard american all right <laughs> it looks like fucking pink shit what the fuck is this money monopoly <laughs> park place bitches i will actually
2: before we before we get off of the topic of playing warhammer in england we did go to warhammer world the the thursday we got in we uh we took the train out to nottingham and we were running around, we got to see all the display cases, we got to look at all of the, the cool boards they have there. They have some really, like, they, the terrain they use on their tables is all GW, but they use 25 kits to make a giant mountain fortress, for example.
0: That's pretty so these sick. these tables
2: were incredible, and I wish I had brought my stuff out to play on them, but we also had our wives there.
0: So, so I, was, I was thinking about doing some, um, like, buying a couple gardens of more and making like a big, like, grave fortress Mm-hmm. for my next army like it was in my head yep it's not the garden of more anymore it's like the sigmarite mausoleum mausoleum yep think things price like tripled in the name change
2: well they they also put two garden of Moors in the box
0: oh really yeah really so i would only need four of those to make a giant grave city yeah yeah oh my god but yeah their tables were super dope
2: i got to meet rob Simes from the honest wargamer podcast um and oh. he was a ton of fun. He had been play- He was playing a game, and I went and said hi to him. And then I walked away, and David turns to me and goes, I don't think he knew who you were. And I was like, yeah, we talk on Twitter a lot, but he did not know who I was. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they come into the bar yeah. after the game, and they sit down. And I was like, hey. And I went and introduced myself as my Twitter head. And I was like, oh, no, I figured it out. <laughs> after he left, I was like, man, that guy really acted like he knew me. I better look it up on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's this guy. He so comes and sits with us for like two and a half, three hours. Which was awesome, and uh, his his the guy who's playing his name Simon or Simon Spreckles, I think is his name on Twitter.
0: Oh, uh, Spre- uh, I was really going to cool say is that his real last name. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> That's sick. And, <laughs> and I love re- Spreckles on my ice cream. What is Spreckles, y'all? <laughs> so good.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh God. Definitely just lost a little. <laughs> yeah, like four of them.
2: <laughs> yeah, Hannah's like, "Fuck this, man!" <laughs> yeah. All right, so yeah. <laughs> they came and with us. It was really funny. What was great with was- He's talking all this shit about how... um, Uh,
0: Ben Diesel? Yeah, sounds... No,
2: (laughs) no. Rob is like, the one thing that nobody does when they go to tournaments is read the pack. I think if every girlfriend, every wife just sat their man down with the pack before the... Like, the Friday before the weekend and just made them read the fucking pack, we would all do so much better at these tournaments. All of our wives turn to us and go, you know, Jacob, did you read the pack? I'm like, yeah, like, two months ago.
0: Dude, honestly, I have lost so many games at tournaments cuz I did not read the pack. <laughs> like, like I'll be like, "Yeah, but I won cuz I did this." I'm like, "That's a rule?"
2: <laughs> I mean, it's what we always talk about, right? Like, Warhammer is 80% of who remembers the rules better.
0: Yeah, but I'm 90% dot, like at alcohol poisoning at every event I go to, so.
2: <laughs> it's so you you say that as a joke, but when I was at that um the wedding in Sacramento. I was out to to breakfast with one of Margot's bridesmaids' men. His name is Dan, and he uh, he goes, "Oh my God! I just got this text from our ER because he works in the ER. From our ER, some guy just blew a seventy percent on the breathalyzer."
0: No way! Yeah, a seventy. He's yeah, dead. So he died. That possibly, man's dead. The
2: thing is, I mean, you would think. But or, apparently it's not super uncommon for, like, serious alcoholics to be at, like, a 35%.
0: <gasps> yeah. What what fucking legends.
2: Yeah. I think, I, I, <laughs> I think you were at
0: 35% the year you threw up in Ed's shoes.
2: That was only one of three times I threw up <laughs> that night.
0: <laughs> I threw up all over Ed's foot when they did my kangaroo court.
2: Oh, good times. And to think I didn't take an Uber out there to see them for that part of the, the weekend...
0: <laughs> I, I'm i more Alright so everyone is listening Like our old club Had a weekend Where we went away We didn't play Warhammer We played board games And got shitty drunk At uh, one of the guys In our club Mike Hengel he, he writes into The podcast a lot We call him dad uh, He had a uh, uh, A vacation home Available to him through, That his family owns And anyway His family sold it So now they like Do it in Like Airbnbs And this year They had like An in-ground pool And I was like Just thinking about it, If me and Jacob Were there We would have drowned <laughs>
2: Yeah, but only after trying to skip
0: oatmeal cookies on it or something like that. Something stupid. (laughs) I got to eat those oatmeal cookies because they're like chlorine oatmeal now. Hey, look, let's get some bouillon cubes. This whole pool is a soup. That'd be sick. (laughs) No, we would be sick. Yeah, we'd
2: die. All right. All right, so my next tournament that I went to was the Chaos GT because I'm just going to talk about myself some more. That was the one in Huntsville, Alabama last weekend. I had a really great time, and I made some really cool friends. I also – I just do not love Alabama. Huntsville is, like, functional. Huntsville you can, like – you can live with because it's got, I think, the most PhDs per capita in the entire country because it's where there's a ton of, like, rocket science and a lot of – Yeah, but is that by
0: percent? Because it's like – yeah, like, this town has 300 people, but 40 of them have – PhDs, which makes... Yeah,
2: per per capita means a percent.
0: I don't know what that means because I'm not an educated person. Now Ben Diesel has something to say to me on Twitter. He'd be (laughs) like, oh, you don't know what per capita means, you stupid fuck? (laughs) Yeah, I know what stabbing you in the neck means. No, I'm kidding. I wouldn't stab him. I got to edit that out. I can't make terroristic threats <laughs> on our podcast. Uh, Hang on. 16 it's not a terrorist threat.
2: threat it's like a it's a hate crime because you hate him.
0: Uh yeah, That's I haven't a... even met the guy. But <laughs> imagine I meet him and I like him and I'm like, "Ah, I take all that shit back. Fuck you." What me. if you what if Fuck you met me, Jacob?
2: You became best friends and you're like, "Oh, what's your last name, Ben? Diesel?" <laughs> <laughs>
1: what?
0: <laughs> yeah, I just stab him? No, I wouldn't stab him. You then stop. stab
2: yourself because you just killed your best friend. Yeah. Like I have to do this cuz duty requires it. But I'm ending my own life too Because if I can't live without you Ben It's not worth living
0: I'm going to have to edit all this out Because I can't keep saying that I'm going to stab somebody on the podcast (laughs) And they might be like This guy's really going to stab me And then fucking Interpol shows up at my house Like, There's no law
2: against saying You're going to stab someone in a different country
0: You never know dude Those fucking British people are like soft I mean Most people are soft Yeah I don't know man I don't know what it's like
2: It's tough out here. So, Huntsville, Alabama. (laughs) Um, Margo and I drive out on Saturday morning because it's an hour and a half, two-hour drive, and I don't know that we can actually entertain ourselves for two whole nights in Huntsville, Alabama. Wait,
0: you took your wife? Yeah, because
2: Margo's friends with um, David's brother-in-law, Kale's wife, Rachel. Jesus Christ,
0: what the fuck?
2: Sorry, let me try that again. Margo's friends with David's sister, Rachel, who lives in Huntsville. (laughs) And we were going to be staying with her and her husband. Now, unfortunately, the morning of the tournament, he, his, water, his hot water boiler exploded, and his whole house was flooded. So he managed to bail out of another tournament. We already called him Bale and Kale before this. I'm not even kidding. We like made fun of him for being a flake before. And then he has like an actual excuse where his house is actually underwater, and we made fun of him so much. I feel really that's,
0: bad. That's awesome. Good for him.
2: Yep. So he didn't play, and we didn't stay with him. We ended up staying the night with um, one of the guys that I played. I'll say more on that in a minute. Uh, but he put us up in his like enormous and lovely home, so that was really cool. So my first round was against Flesh Eater Courts, which I'm sure you're super interested in because you're going to play them in a bit. He had the, he was playing all crypt Flayers, so the flying and rend, but not high damage ones. And so he and he also was running the ghoul patrol which is just fun to shout, because the word Ghoul Patrol just sounds, Ghoul Patrol! It sounds fun. (laughs) Um, And I told him that if he ever summoned stuff with that unit, or with that battalion, he had to shout Ghoul Patrol. He didn't, but it was still fun. I (laughs) didn't. I I shouted it for him. So he did this thing where he brought on a character that gives plus three to charges, and then he also summoned on two units of Crypt Flares and a Vargulf. So he got a turn one charge, because he was rerolling his charges, so he had like three units coming in at like needing a 6-up re-rollable, so that was pretty tough. Um, luckily, sequitors are stupidly resilient, and I survived a lot of that fight. It took them like two or three turns to grind through my one unit of sequiturs. So they had like 500 free points of models, and it took them three combats to get through 120 points of my army.
0: That's ridiculous.
2: Yeah, he ended up winning because he outplayed me, and also because I didn't play a lot of my rules, and it was close. Like It really came down to it. Um, but in the end, he ground out the victory. Um, he couldn't kill a lot of my stuff, but he killed, like, over time, those terror guys just sort of chew through everything. It was fun. We had a really great game. Um, next game, I played against a guy named Jonathan, who's actually from just out of, outside of Nashville, a place called Cookville, but he's from Los Angeles. Um, and he was running Slaves to Darkness. Yeah, I know. Like He's from Los Angeles, but he lives in, in Tennessee now. Who would have thought someone leaves California for Tennessee?
0: I know. I just and that two of you would do it and also both play Warhammer.
2: Yep. It it was a 1 in a million chance.
0: Wow. And I'll never forget him. You should have played Lotto that day.
2: Yeah. I don't know if they would have sold it to me. It's God's country. I, I don't I don't even know. Maybe. Yeah, it's weird. Anyway, um oh, so my first game with with Nick were we're like we're drinking a good amount, we're getting drunk. I brought two flasks of whiskey because I didn't want to actually bring the whole bottles because I don't want to kill two more bottles of whiskey at every tournament. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, it's becoming a problem. I, I say becoming. Like, it's been a problem for the last five years of my life. But yeah. we can address that later. Anyway, so Jonathan, he's playing Slaves of Darkness, like, not an optimized list. Ton of fun. And I, I go, hey, I brought this whiskey. Do you want something? He's like, I'm probably not going to drink today. He's like, all right. Are you sure this is really good whiskey? It's like special stuff that I... I brought. He goes. All right. I'll, I'll have. I'll have a sip. And he has one. Like one little pour. And he's like, "Yeah, we can just keep doing this." So we, we <laughs> destroyed the rest of my alcohol. We got. We got plenty drunk. I ended up taking off. I want to say most of his, if not all of his toys. Uh, and it was amazing. We had a great time. Uh, he ended up winning um, best sports, and he was he was a real champ. And I'm glad he won it because he deserved it.
0: Did you vote for him?
2: Uh, I did. Well, so you got, a, you got a, a best sports and, like, a runner-up, and I gave him my runner-up because wow. my final game was just so much fucking fun, and I'll talk more on that in a second. So round three comes along, and I'm playing this guy named Thomas, and he is, if you imagine, like, a stereotypical tourist on an African safari who, like, celebrates killing the, the last elephant on the, on the savannah, if you imagine that, that what, you're, what you're imagining is probably this guy.
0: So he's the he's the safari guy from Jumanji uh, he's like three
2: of that guy oh
0: he's a big so boy
2: he's 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 like a big strong boy he's playing iron jaws and like he he seemed like the kind of guy who like when he shouts wah, you feel it like in your crotch because like the rumbling bass of his voice
0: oh, good. and he's wearing Gear like boner. a big
2: old straw hat and like a like cargo shorts and a gray button down shirt like it was. It was a sight to see. (laughs) So I come into our game and, like, you know, I'm obviously drunk. And I'm, like, getting loud, getting hype in the beginning of the first turn. And he goes, hold on. You're at about an 11. I get that you're drunk. You're at about an 11. I need you at a 6. And I was like, oh. Okay. It's a family venue. All right. So I took all his toys off the table.
0: (laughs) I would have been like, "No, you need to stop being a little bitch and get to a 10 and then it won't seem so bad." No, nah, he
2: I appreciate that he gave like he told me exactly what he needed from me because like I, I want to give people a good game and I'm happy to meet them where they're at and I often automate to like
0: Oh, yeah. go so all out. So you're happy to let them cheat? No, no, he didn't cheat. No, but he didn't have any problems with it. I mean, uh, another guy you may have played recently.
2: Yeah, no, you're right, but like it, it that was not this. Okay. That was that was not at all this this interaction. Like he was, I think he was trying to like tell me like, "Hey, calm down, let's have fun," but like you don't have to do all that.
0: Oh, uh, it's kind of like that time we almost got kicked out of Game Castle because we kept swearing. Was I drunk? No, we were just playing a game of Warhammer on like a Wednesday. Oh, uh,
2: I believe you. I don't remember it, but I believe you. Then we. Uh, no, I mean yeah. he's like. I think he was saying like, "Look, you're you're doing a lot like." with your energy and I just, I'm not going to match it and it's going to, it's going to put me off. So like calm down and we can have a good game. And I was like, all right, that's cool. And then I played a really tactical game and I just destroyed him. The final score with uh, victory points, I think it was like 22 to six. Oh, and I wow. don't think he had any models left on the table. That's pretty wild. Yeah. So like I had a really good time. I hope he had fun. Um, I would definitely play him again because then the next day he was getting loud and like getting hyped. So maybe he was just tired from the long day. We also, the tournament started at 11. And the last round was, like, from 7 to 9 or something ridiculous like that. So, like, if he was tired, like, I get it. It was a long day. And, frankly, I think that – I mean, like, the thing is we couldn't start the tournament until the venue opened, and they opened at 10. So we did registration from 10 to 11 and started rolling dice at 11, which is tough. Um, So, like, I I can feel for the guy. I definitely didn't hold it against him. We had a good time, and I got a win. So this is the second – actually, third tournament in a row, if you remember – that I am on two wins and one loss going into day two. And spoiler alert, I finished the same win-loss record in every tournament I played in the last month and a half. Yeah. Um, So that night we go out and get drunk and do the usual thing, but um, turn in at like 11 because I got to find a place to sleep. Nick, the guy played with the Flesh Eater courts, literally, he's like, yep, we got a spare room. You guys can definitely stay with us. Yep, you got a dog. That's totally fine. You can come stay with us. Don't even worry about it. So that was amazing. Um, Sunday morning, I roll up and I'm playing David Griffin, the man that I just traveled across the country uh, across the world to play Warhammer with. I like, I'm playing him. Uh, we have a super tight game. There's like a couple points where I forget my rules or play them wrong, um, that probably cost me the game. And he had a, there were like a couple also pretty big dice rolls that uh, let him let him pull ahead. I thought I had it won, and I sort of sort of overcommitted I think and it ended up costing me and there were a couple like coin flip moments where like if I won priority the game is over and I win uh, oh, but yeah, those broke right. in his favor so I think it was, it was sort of an, an issue of I was winning in a way that looked like it could become a super commanding victory and then I misplayed and had to rely on my dice to bail me out and they sort of looked up at me and said nah dude you you dug this mess go ahead and get yourself out of it which I couldn't do So I ended up losing a super tight game to David.
0: but David, he's a good game.
2: Oh, it was a lot of fun. We also went from, like, super energetic to, like, gotta find the exact part of the rules that says this because we want to make sure we're playing it correctly. And then right back up to super excited and then right back down to, like, well, it says here within three inches of the center we gotta play it that way. I guess my guy's out. Fuck! And, like, going right back into the energy again. But, like, it was a real, like, rise and fall crescendo and... Diminuendo. He was like your first
0: game. Warhammer buddy in
2: Nashville area, right? He's the first game of Warhammer I ever played in Nashville.
0: Oh wow, yeah, he seems like a good guy. I yeah, like it. All- I mean, he did talk a little shit about me about being loud, but I, I guess I could let it go. I guess.
2: I mean, I would. I'd argue in your favor, but my ears are still ringing from when you opened this show. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. All right. Uh, my last game was against a guy named Carl who was running a bunch of Night Haunt. He had three. Um, three Mourn Ghouls, which are like the big scary monsters, Ooh. and Neferata, who gives out a minus one to hit Bubble also. And it was a super close game, sort of similar to my game against David, where a couple little dice rolls could have saved the game for me, but I just didn't make it happen enough. Um, if I could have done one more wound to one hero of his, I win the game in the very last turn, but I didn't roll <laughs> well enough, and he rolled hot enough on his saves, which are just impossible to... <laughs> I can't change his saves at all because he's got <laughs> the night on. And it was, it was frustrating because we had so much fun. The thing is, so what I, one thing I do in my games is I'll make up rules. Uh, and then I'll tell my opponent that I made them up. And there was one point where we had both made up so many fake rules that remembering what the actual situation was, what the actual conditions of the game were, was so confusing that we had to stop. We're like, all right, we're done making up rules. I didn't just know what's going on in this game because I'm so confused.
0: <laughs> he keeps, that's like every time I play Age of Sigmar he on the spell scroll. <laughs> no reason. Like I ah, cast the spell scroll. What? what?
2: <laughs> but I'm demon, so I can't take that one. Damn it. Yeah. Uh so anyway, I end up um losing both games on the second day and I end up tied for um for best sports and I guess the the, the tiebreaker went in Jonathan's favor, so he won it, which is good because he definitely deserved it. Carl was the one that ended up getting my best game because we just had so much fun. Wow. And uh, I did get the Icarus Award, which is the high flyer or flew, clues, flew too close to the sun award because I had the highest score on day one and then the lowest score on day two. It was like the the biggest change in, in ranking, I guess, Yeah. from day one to day two. Which, if you think about it, isn't really an award. It's just a big middle finger and like a shitty little cup. It's technically an award, but it's really not an award. It's basically just a big fuck you from the TO, because he's like, hey, what happened to you? You were doing so well, and then you tanked. What happened, you little a-hole? Also, all the other cups that the, the winners won were these giant goblets that looked super cool, like a um, had like dragon talons holding up an actual glass chalice. Yeah. And mine was a tiny little kiddish cup, like what you drink wine out of at your bar mitzvah. So <laughs> fuck you, Jacob Burleson.
0: <laughs> fuck you. You guys drink wine at bar mitzvahs? Yeah, dude. I've never been to a bar mitzvah. Did you have a bar mitzvah? I absolutely did. May 26, 2002. So here's my question. Who had the better bar mitzvah, you or your brother?
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's funny you ask. (laughs) My bar mitzvah was pretty lit because my brother and dad played some Jewish songs on clarinet and mandolin. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! Would
0: they play Havana Gila or like...
2: Uh, I don't think it was Hava Nagila. I think it was one of the other, like, like happy congratulations songs. It was like the the song at the end. It was like the recessional sort of song.
0: That's awesome. So, your dad plays mandolin? Yep. I didn't know you guys were Italian.
2: No, it's like hillbilly mandolin.
0: Oh, that's tight. Bluegrass. That's pretty tight. So, they were playing, like, a bluegrass version of Hava Nagila?
2: No, they played it, like, exactly correctly. <laughs> there was nothing bluegrassy about it, except that it was on a clarinet and mandolin.
0: No one broke out. Of- <laughs> instruments that do
2: not go together.
0: No one broke out, like, a pair of spoons and a washboard.
2: <laughs> no, because we didn't invite that side of my family to it.
0: <laughs> That's great. All right, so uh, let's just let's wrap it up, Jacob's Games. I'd, this is where I would talk about having games, but I haven't had any because I had a baby. Ooh. Yeah. So... Oh, well, that wasn't for you. That was for your baby. You uh, hear me, Lily? Boo. She's at my mom's house while I'm recording podcasting. upstairs? Listen, dude, you keep giving Ben Diesel <laughs> all this fucking ammo to fire back. He doesn't know what it's like to be an American, all right? He doesn't know what it's like to be a winner.
2: <laughs> oh, dude, I saw a really funny, I saw a funny post the other day that said, why do Brits spell canceled, C-A-N-C-E-L-L-E-D and Americans spell it 'c a n c'?" E-L-E-D. And what? it's because we gave him that L in 1776!
0: <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, that's awesome. That's what I'm saying. So yeah,
2: those were my games. Well, you,
0: you took the L back when you laid down and bent over for Ben Diesel, just so you know that.
2: I'm going to fucking fight you <laughs> next time I see you.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, man. How diesel was it? <laughs> was it really diesel? You know what I mean? Like, Yeah all right anyway we're gonna take a break because we're kind of off the rails here and being really obnoxious and uh and we'll put on some music actually i'm gonna just plug my old band because if ben diesel doesn't like it might as well give him some (laughs) more fucking music so uh, this is gonna be a track off my old band cd uh you guys can't buy it anywhere if you really like it i'll mail you a physical copy because when we were right before we went on tour and broke up i bought a thousand cds to sell and sold like 40 on tour. So I got 960 fucking TVs (laughs) in my my basement here that are just collecting dust. So anyway, so here's some music and we're taking a break and that'll be that. And then we'll come back and we'll talk more about other stuff about Warhammer. So right now you're going to hear a break and it's going to be some music and it's going to be metal and it'll probably be about a minute and a half long. But we're going to take a break, like, right, like, right now, like, like, right, 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 right right, now, now,
1: now.
2: Into some of our listener questions. As always, if you want to write to us or have your name read on our show, all you have to do—literally, all you have to do—is tweet at us. Either with a question, sometimes it can be a comment. It can be a picture of a cake you made. Like we don't care. Yeah. We're really, we're really reaching for content here.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Actually, you want to tweet us more cakes.
2: Yeah. More, more pictures or Tupperwares of cakes. The ratio of of pictures to Tupperware right now is disturbingly weighted in the picture side. And there have been no Tupperware's of cake. So
0: Yeah. Um, also,
2: Ben Diesel, if you want to poison us, like just send a Tupperware <laughs> poison cake. Like we won't know the difference, man.
0: I like that a new recurring theme on our podcast is that we hate Ben Diesel. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna make shirts with his face on it and they like crossed out like the no smoking thing. And you could say like Rage Sigmar podcast, fuck Ben Diesel <laughs> We should just like just fucking hammer this shit. Yeah. Rage of
2: Sigmar podcast. Eat a dick, Ben. <laughs> yeah,
0: go fuck yourself, Ben. All right, yeah. so
2: we're gonna start with the first question, which comes from the hobby corner on Twitter. If you want to get in touch with us on Twitter, by the way, it's at of Sigmar podcast, or you can email us at rageofsigmarpodcast at gmail com.
0: Yeah, and real quick before we get started um, on the Twitter, if you guys don't follow us on Twitter, I don't know how you heard about us, but that's tight that you listen to us, but. Um, <laughs> On Twitter, I asked if anyone wants has any questions they can ask us, anything they want to say, and also give us some fucking bomb cake recipes, because I like cake. It was a good idea at the time. I was hungry. It was the morning. So uh, the Hobby Corner dude said to just use pre box cake with some water. You know what I mean? Like, just fucking Betty Crocker it up. So that's what it is. I wish I knew your real name, dude. I'm just going to call you the Hobby THC. Corner guy. The THC. The Hobby Corner. Yeah.
2: So THC asks... If you had to choose between sex and Warhammer, which army would you start?
0: Uh, that's a good one. Can I pick? Can nope. I start? Let me yeah. start. Yeah. All right. Uh, Slaanesh, because uh, so if I'm not going to be grasping any titties, I at least want to be painting some titties.
2: That's a good That's a good answer. I would probably go with Night Nighthaunt, because they've got that one character with the ghost boob. Like, there's no reason mm-hmm. for that character to have a boob, <laughs> but she does, because yeah. she's ghost a ghost.
0: Titty. Ghost titties. Are they built for comfort, or are they built for speed?
2: Mm, both. Yeah. <laughs> Speed and comfort,
0: yeah, she could suck my soul out, like literally mm. kill me, like dementors she
2: was... kiss me down under,
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, she's got that whole like Hasidic jew sheet thing going on, <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh my God,
0: <laughs> I know we just talked about your bar mitzvah, but like anyway, snip, snip, that <laughs> isn't it that was your bris, right, sure, do you still have your foreskin like in a necklace or something? Nope, my parents ate it with my placenta. <laughs> that's sick. All right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, the Hobby Corner. That's what we got for you, bro. We're going to paint some titties. That's it. That's the army we would choose. Those are our yep. choices. And, We've um, already
2: clearly chosen between sex and Warhammer.
0: And since, like I said on Twitter, I said this to you, but I feel like it's too good of a joke to like not let everyone hear it. Like I'm going to definitely trust the guy whose acronym is THC on cake choices. So I'm never baking a cake from str- scratch again. Those days are over. There it is. So uh, our next question is from Adam Cole. I want to give a big shout out to Adam Cole because uh, I tweeted out on uh, Twitter a couple of weeks ago that I was looking for oh, some. Oh, on storm. Twitter. Yeah. I, you didn't tweet out on some other I, medium. I just I tweeted out on Facebook. <laughs> I just yelled "baka" out my window, and uh, <laughs> no, um, I, I tweeted out looking, I was looking for some fucking uh, Stormcast bits to work on my new army, and Adam bailed me some a full box of uh, Stormcast Bros. And, like, no. He was like, ah, you can have him, bro. And I'm like, I got to give you some money. And I actually had to twist his arm to pay for shipping. So he's a he's a fucking cool dude. So I want to give a big shout out to Adam. He's been fucking awesome. And uh, hopefully we get to hang out and play a game soon, dude. So uh, Adam said he recently purchased an amazing Magikin army, uh, completely done. And he's played a couple of games, and he feels, feels awkward when he receives compliments on the appearance of the army. And uh, he wants to know if it's normal to feel this way if about feeling an army you do not paint. And I'm going to say, yeah, I did. I've done that. I've uh, I played in the last couple Eighth Edition Warhammer Fantasy tournaments with a friend's orc army because I was like halfway finished painting my orc army when End Times and Age of Sigmar came out, and I was like, well, I'm not going to finish painting this army if I don't even know what game I'm going to play and what I'm going to do with it. So I borrowed somebody's to play. And I got a lot of compliments on it. And uh, it was my buddy Mike Hengel's army. And I think at one point it actually belonged to another friend of ours, Casey. And uh, I would say it was a little awkward for me because I like to paint and I like to take a lot of pride in my models. So have someone be like, dude, your army looks great. I have to be like, it's my buddy's. Or I bought it. You know what I mean? I, I mean, Adam... Dude, when you think about it, like people like, like to bitch. Like, oh, man, I painted my army, and I got these points, and this guy bought his army, and he got the same amount of points in the tournament as me. Well, dude, you spent the fucking money. So if, if you paid to have it commissioned, you earned it because you had to pay the money for it. If you paid, bought it fully painted, you probably paid a little bit of a premium on the painted stuff, you know? So yeah, if, if it's monetary versus time, dude, you're putting the same effort in because it takes time to earn that money too. So unless yeah, you're, I completely agree. If you're like like, a secret think, billionaire and you're like, you know what I mean, we, we'll, we'll start a Patreon for you to support the show if you're a secret yeah, billionaire. But, we can do
2: that for you, Adam. Yeah. But I, <laughs> I, So I think, I think you hit the nail on the head that it's definitely normal to feel ashamed and like a weird discomfort about saying, like, it's, again, not my army. Nope, I didn't paint this. No, I got this from this person. But you shouldn't feel bad about it yeah. because at the end of the day, you're putting a painted and presumably good-looking army on the table across from your opponent which is all any of us can ask for. Like, yeah, I would like to play against award-winning armies every time that my opponent painted and they put the time and effort in. Yeah. But I would much rather play against a painted army that someone didn't do themselves than play against an unpainted or a shittily painted army that someone did do themselves. Yeah, I but- appreciate that, like, you feel bad because, like, you care enough about the social contract to say, like... Like I really appreciate those compliments, but it it wasn't me i don't I don't deserve that, and I think as long as you're not like taking home painting prizes and being like, "Yeah, look at what I did with my money, what I did, then like <laughs> I think that's completely reasonable and fine,
0: yeah, I agree, so adam you're you're right hitting the nail on the head, dude, you're doing good, you're doing yep. the right thing,
2: just make sure you push people's face in the fact that your army looks better than theirs,
0: yeah, I would say like, wow, all it took was like you know all this money that I have. That I'm now going to donate to the Rage of Sigmar podcast, which will soon be known as the Adam Cole podcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Rage of Sigmar, brought to you by Adam Cole.
0: Yeah, you're our new sponsor, dude. Thanks.
2: Executive producer credit, you can have it, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, you got it, dude. Fuck it, whatever you want, dude. We'll make but sure. Next it's...
2: time, next <laughs> time someone asks you about that army, just make sure you do the math on how much money you spent and how much that you make per hour, so you can say like, "Oh, it was 120 hours worth of this army."
0: No, yeah, seriously, dude. Like. I'll be doing some serious shit and then you know that that's your best bet bro. I don't don't feel bad about it at all. You know, I've done worse things in my life, so
2: Probably will again.
0: Oh, definitely will again.
2: All right. So, next question comes from Frank. His name on Twitter is Imitation Cheese. Real nice guy. He's from oh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. I met him at the Nova Open and he came up to me and was like, I'm listening to your podcast. I'm like, who the fuck are you? He's <laughs> really great. He's a ton of fun. Oh, so man. he sent us in a flan recipe. I'm going to read it out right now. Oh, yeah. let uh, Step it. one, heat one cup of sugar, pour into a bundt cake. I assume it's bundt cake pan, but it says just pour in, in bundt cake.
0: <laughs> Hang on. Uh, what temperature do I heat the sugar to? Do I caramelize it or just make it warm? I I'm I just- not sure. It just says heat one cup of sugar. We'll figure step it two, out. Two,
2: one can of evaporated carnation milk one can condensed milk, one spoon vanilla extract. That is not a good measurement. <laughs> <laughs> what? what?
0: I, I, I tried making this. And I used a serving spoon. I hope that's right. It was like $45 in vanilla extract.
2: <laughs> Ladles are spoons. What are you talking about? I used a shovel because that's just a dirt spoon. <laughs> dirt spoon. Oh, that's great. Uh, one pinch of salt, comma cinnamon. I assume that's separately one pinch of each and four whole eggs. Blend for one minute Man can we also talk about Working on your handwriting Frank This is excruciating <laughs>
0: Maybe he's a doctor Let the man live
2: Fair I'm sorry Frank
0: Doct- uh, It's Dr. To Frank Cake? to you Jacob
2: It's Dr. Frank <laughs> Dr. Cheese
0: Yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> He earned his
0: degree Yeah him and Dr. Pepper Are good friends
2: But fuck that Mr. Pib guy <laughs> yeah. Couldn't get through school Señor Pibb Uh <laughs> All right, so for the the white cake, it's pour in the flan, pour in flan in bund cake, then pour cake mix in. Oh, so he, he uses a cake mix for the cake part.
0: Yeah, so him him and um and the hobby corner dude are boys probably. Probably they get along great
2: because technically three fifty
0: for one hour. Flan's not a cake; it's a custard. It is a custard. That so, is true. So, <laughs> I've always been more of a creme brulee guy for my custards, but I'll, I'll give this a shot. I I
2: do like. Getting to crack the top of the creme brulee, it's a lot of fun, but it is more work to clean up because you're cleaning individual ramekins compared with the whole pan, or in this case, the bundt cake. <laughs> Wait
0: topping. a second. I make my creme brulee in a 9x11 baking dish, and I eat the whole thing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and you're lactose intolerant.
0: <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I'm just trying to look like my hero, Ben Diesel. <laughs> Dad? <laughs> Oh man, I can't wait to put in this episode description like Joe and Jacob just talk shit about Ben <laughs> Diesel.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Calling you out, bro. All
2: right, so uh, Frank actually did have a second comment, which was just make <laughs> Gutbusters great again. All right, so I was thinking about. Hang As on, could-
0: hang on. I'm gonna. I got another rant coming. First off, Gutbusters are already great. There's no making them great again. When Gutbusters came to this country, they were great. And they're going to be great till they die. You know what I'm yep. saying? Joseph yep. Urban is winning or coming very close to winning big tournaments with Gutbusters. <laughs> All right, so. or going three and two at British tournaments with Gutbusters. He got like a 14th place though.
2: No, he did. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I think Iron Guts are still really good and competitive. The Tyrants are good. Fire Bellies are not good. We don't have to say they're good. We don't have to say Hunters are that great. I like Hunters. They're fine, but I think they actually a lot of them got moved into. Um, what's the Frostlord Lord faction? The uh, yeah. Beast Claw Raiders. Yeah, but yeah, I think I think Gutbusters are are plenty strong, especially now with the Realm artifact. You can give them like rend three, or give them some other cool things like flying or minus one to hit stuff like that. So I think I think Gutbusters are already great, Frank. Uh, I get that you're trying to be incendiary, but Gutbusters don't wear hats, and especially not red hats. So you can just take that attitude and
0: yeah, go back go to, hang to out Pennsylvania in your swing state. All right. Sayonara
2: Yeah, vote in the 2018 midterms, guys
0: Yeah Vote Republican <laughs> Anyway right. Who's next? Oscar I can't say that last name Dahlstrom With an umlaut Over the, the O <laughs> We're just this? gonna
2: call you Oscar Double Dot
0: <laughs> Yeah, or Obergruppenführer Oscar Dahlstrom <laughs> <laughs> Alright, this is the toughest question we got asked Alright I want You take the first part. I'll take the second part of his question. So, okay. first, Oscar asked, will there be a fifth Grand Alliance introduced? And if so, what would it be about? Also, why is it always the head and lower part of the body of the beastmen, beast bits?
2: Yeah, I think he's like smelling toast halfway through that, <laughs> that question. Because he yeah. went from like a really straightforward question like, and another thing! Why is it always the upper body for a, for a man... And the lower body for a beast.
0: All right, so I'm going to just say, I'm going to answer this real quick. First off, there'll never be a fifth Grand Alliance, and here's why. Because every Grand Alliance is too broad. But you could make that Grand Alliances into smaller, less Grand Alliances. Or as we could just say, alliances. It's a net alliance. <laughs> it's a <mess> alliance. <laughs> yeah, it's my okay alliance. It's a fine alliance. Yeah, dude, I just don't think that you could cover... Like a fifth, like so, you got death, order, destruction, and chaos, and those are all two way too broad strokes. Of a yeah, brush. I think
2: it. I think it really encompasses every motivation that a group could have. The one thing I think that they could do would be to introduce a non-allied faction, a faction that functions outside of the alliances that can be used to ally in. Like everything could ally them in, or they can ally with everything. Maybe yeah, um, something. But like, even that presents a lot of challenges. It might have to be something that's, like, not even a full faction, it's just a couple sets of units Dog. that everyone can hire, like a, a Dogs of, of War work. or Mercenaries.
0: Yeah. Or, what I was like, I was thinking is, like, you could just have, like, in a Dungeons & Dragons sense, you could have, like, lawful you could have, like, lawful order and then evil order. You know what I mean? Like, good order, evil order. Like, because there are parts of the order armies that are, like, pretty fucking evil, dude. Like, I and Death Deepkin are out there, like, harvesting souls because their souls are fucked up. And, like, Daughters of Cain literally sacrifice people to the god of murder. Like, those guys are not good guys. They're just fighting on the side of order. They and just then, fight
2: against chaos, which defines them as order.
0: Yeah, and then chaos—you can have like good guy chaos. Like, pretty much, Nurgle's a good guy. He's just like, "Hey, we're all having fun," you know what I mean? We're just all having just a grand a happy time. Yeah, and then like, you can't get mad at Slaanesh because he's got a different way of getting his rocks off. And more rocks to get off yeah so you know, so
2: to answer to 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 make a really short answer well, it could have been a really short answer, plenty <laughs> long, we don't think there'll be a fifth grand alliance. We do think that if they do one it'll be mercenaries and it won't be its own alliance it'll be yeah, it'll be just an like army
0: sub faction that it'll, can sub in it'll be an army that can only can't even be played by itself. It has to always be allied into a bigger army yep that's the only exactly. way we could see it happening and then when it comes down to why it's always the head and lower body part. I'm just going to say because they don't want to have dicks on their models. Like, could you imagine if you had, like, a furry goat upper body and then, like, just, like, skinny I'm skipping leg like, day and, like, a tiny button wiener, like, hanging out <laughs> below him? <laughs> like, I just don't <laughs> I'm, like, bare feet with long toenails. It just looks like a, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's got like a wizard's beard with a nose hanging out of it. Like, I'm not going for it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't listening and then I started picturing what you were saying and I realized you were talking about a dick.
0: <laughs> a little button, you know what I mean? Like so, that's probably why. And I don't know, like hooves are cooler than like naked bare feet or boots. You know, every army's got boots, but hooves, those are cool. You know, I mean that's different. Well, also,
2: beastmen is sort of a way for them to to bring in a lot of other mythological creatures, like yeah. centaurs, like satyrs, like minotaurs. Yeah, dragon ogres aren't a thing, but that's okay. Giant I mean,
0: giant centaurs. You, you got to think the term beastman it's not like mm-hmm. a man beast beast man is anthropomorphizing a beast into human into a man yeah but if, if we were beast a human you know what i mean like making a human have bestial figures then yeah like you might just have a floppy dick and ball sack hanging out
2: and like a bat on the top
0: yeah there you go so that's that's why that's my thing great good work
2: Alright, next question from the Honest Wargamer is what was it like meeting Rob? I sort of touched on this earlier, but I think you should answer first, Joe.
0: <laughs> first off, I would say I have no fucking idea who the fuck Rob is.
2: Cool. I would like to speak about it. I I thought it was great to meet him. I will say, kids, if you're listening, this show is not for you. But if you are listening, <laughs> don't meet your heroes. Also have better heroes than Rob Symes. He's just a guy on the internet. Who talks about Warhammer, which is all I wanna be. But that said, he was a lot of fun. It was great to meet him and his uh his friend Simon Spreckles. Spreckles. Um, that, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Deutsch. <Spreckles-y-deutsch.
0: laughs> Damn it, I was about to ask if he's Sprecklesy Deutsch. Fuck uh, 1-0, it.
2: Jacob's winning. <laughs>
0: oh, man, no, no, he was it's, he was no, super it's, chill. It's,
2: I would definitely hang out with him again.
0: It's like ten one fucking Ben Diesel's winning, Jacob. <laughs> maybe 9-1. <laughs> oh, wow. Did not see that coming.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and frankly, I'm surprised it took us this long <laughs> into the show to get these jokes off.
0: All right. so we know Love ch- you, Chad. Yeah, Chad just turned his phone off.
2: Anyway. <laughs> yeah, Rob was super chill. I had a great time. Uh, I would definitely hang out with him again. I'd love to play with him. He's got a super secret project coming out soon, which I think is like his guide to Warhammer Wargaming, but he won't say what it is. But I said it. So you heard it here first, folks. Rob is putting out a guide to how to play Warhammer and like different tiering systems and stuff like that because I think that's his big passion and project.
0: Oh, okay. That's nice.
2: Yep. Next question comes from Jacob Burleson. He asks, one, what are your expectations for Chaos GT?
0: Next year or this last year that just passed?
2: Well, I'm expecting next year for it to start a lot earlier than it did this year. Okay, and uh, I'm also expecting to probably get the Icarus Award again next year.
0: Okay. But I don't have any expectations for it because I don't think I'm going to go next year.
2: No. Why would you go to Huntsville, Alabama? Uh, I don't know. Actually, Huntsville's all right, but Alabama, mm-mm.
0: Yeah, no I'm, a, thanks. I'm okay with avoiding that state my entire life. Yep. Yep. yep.
2: Uh, second question, how did you do at the Chaos GT? See previous answers and show notes, Jacob. Uh, num- <laughs> question three, this is a more interesting one. Have you seen Hereditary? Joe, did you
0: see it? I don't know what that is.
2: Uh, it's a horror movie where there's like A demon infested woman and her family
0: Was it good? I don't know, I didn't see it, did you? No, alright, so that's past that And then and four, his last he, question
2: it's... is, I love you And the answer to that is no, <laughs> moving right along
0: <laughs> Alright, yay, hey, so our, our dad Michael Hengel asked uh, I like beer, do you like beer? Dad, you know this. What Resounding
2: is, are, answer, yes.
0: <laughs> yes. We yeah. both
2: prefer whiskey, but beer is going to do it in a pinch. <laughs> All
0: right. I know we're a couple of weeks late on this, but should he have Thai or Mexican for lunch today? Uh, we're going to go with pizza.
2: No, no, we're not going <laughs> to go with pizza. It depends on how hot it is, how you're feeling that day, because Thai is going to be a much heavier meal. Thai, to me, I tend to overeat more with Thai. With Mexican, it tends to be fresher and lighter, in my experience. So it really depends on where you're at today, Dad. But also, I want to t- I want to go back a question. The I like beer, do you like beer? The question here is, do you? Because that's what Brett Kavanaugh would say. I don't know. Do you like beer? Have you ever blacked out? <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> what, have you?
0: Who is that? Does he play Warhammer? Supre- <laughs> 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 All right. Moving along. Favorite model, unit, slash, thing in the Beast of cast book and why? I'm going to kick it off right away. It's Dragon Ogres. And because... Wrong. Uh, do you like dragon ogres? Because pretty soon I'm going to be dragging this ogre all over your face. All
2: ogre your face.
0: <laughs> yeah. Get out of my swamp.
2: <laughs> do you actually want to answer seriously?
0: No, yeah. I, I just think that they're pretty dope. Like, I read their rules once, and I was like, wow, those don't sound like they suck. And um, I like the way they function with the Shaggoth. Mm-hmm. And the Shaggoth being a caster. So, like, there's, like, a whatever battalion or yeah there's a battalion in the book that involves the two of them yep working in synergy and they do some cool shit some chain lightning stuff and i think that's what i read so
2: well the thing about dragon ogres also is they they have the same stat line basically as the the gore which is the the pig rider unit in iron jaws yeah and people like to shit on that unit in small amounts but if you have a lot of them they're really hard to deal with so i think a big unit of Dragon Ogres, if you get like six or more Dragon Ogres, they're gonna be pretty powerful. And hard to shift, frankly. Uh they have a good number of pretty decent quality attacks, especially if you're buffing them up with some stuff. So I would say Dragon Ogres <laughs> are a pretty strong choice. I went with the Dragon Ogre Shagoth because he's got a cool spell now. He can heal himself or another Thunderscore unit. He's big and fighty. Uh it's a great model. There's no two ways about it. That's a great model. And I'm excited to see all the conversions that are coming out of that. Our buddy Anthony is building one out of a Stardrake body and a Gorgon body. Uh, he sent me a picture of a guy who did one with the, the Dracoline like, tor- uh, body and then the torso from the Ogroid Thaumaturge. It's pretty cool looking. Um, also, like having, having damage three is fucking dope on the, the Dragon Ogre Shaga.
0: Yeah, he's pretty, pretty sick. And he's yeah. not he's not like insanely expensive, right? He's like 100. No,
2: he's not. He's like hundred and sixty or hundred and eighty points.
0: That's pretty fucking sick. So you could take I six, could see, seven of them.
2: If it's seven. I of could them see the list.
0: some well six. You could probably take
2: yeah, you know, rules. <laughs> Who needs them? Yeah. Alright, next question comes from Anthony. He said, Do you have a gaming addiction with an alcohol problem or an alcohol addiction with a gaming problem? Yes. To both questions. To all of it.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, yes, that's just the whole answer. And with as bad as he is at AOS, should he quit the game? Yes, he should. (laughs) Just give it up, Anthony.
2: Yeah. So Anthony is probably the most interested and worst at Warhammer in our entire group.
0: You know what? Uh, What annoys me is that I took a lot of his advice when purchasing my deepkin (laughs) from him. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, "You're gonna want that, bro." I'm like, "You're gonna want a turtle. You're gonna need the turtle." No, dude, I, that's the only reason I bought the army Because I like the turtle Because I like Did you, turtles would
2: you say, <laughs> Yeah, there it is I was waiting for that
0: yeah.
2: Well, everyone knows Joseph likes turtles as to, as to Anthony quitting I don't think you should abandon the game I think you should give away all of your models that are unpainted And I can sell to me Or donate them to Patreon And, uh, you know just, just keep running with your Seraphon, buddy You're doing great over there
0: Yeah. Yeah. As
2: long as you're having fun, kid
0: yeah. <laughs> don't forget to put your helmet on. Anyway. <laughs> um so we have one last question, huh? Joe Urban asks what's our thoughts on secondary objectives and on soft scores. And if you could only choose one of you, who should it be? If I oh, if he can only choose one of us, what should he be? Just choose uh, answer Jacob. Answer
2: all three. Answer all on three. One, yeah. two, three. Jacob.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even gonna answer that. If you had to ask me that question, Joseph, you don't deserve my love. After everything we've been through. Anyway, um, secondary objectives? I don't even know what those are. Soft scores? Uh, What, sports? Fuck that shit. What about paint? You paint your models? (laughs) (laughs) No, someone else paints them for me. Uh, You should feel guilty about that.
2: I feel ashamed. So ashamed. Okay, so to answer Joe's question seriously, uh, I think secondary objectives can be really good for a tournament environment. It can give you a reason to play when you're losing. Uh, or like give you a, a something else to shoot for when you, the game is obviously lost. The, the ones that GW just put out, I think, are a really mixed bag because, for the most part, they're only things you're going to achieve when you're already winning. Yeah. So what they do is they give you a way to differentiate between people who get major victories. right? Like If one person gets four major victories and one loss and they get all, all four of the secondary objectives, one person gets four major victories and a loss, and only get two. That gives you an easy way to, to differentiate between their scores, but I think that secondary should be something that doesn't interact with the actual mission you're playing. So, if you look at, for example, Nashcon, the way that... <laughs> carefully, okay. Uh, if you look at the way David and uh, and Vince put together this list of schemes, they're all pretty tangential to the mission itself. It's never like, who holds more objectives at the end of the game also gets a secondary. It's like, kill a unit with shooting, or kill a hero with a battle line unit, or run one of your heroes to the opposite side of the table and take them off the board in the first turn. Something like that that anyone can accomplish, even if you're losing. And I think that's what makes for good secondary objectives. I've, in the past, had a lot of beef with the way the Adepticon pack was written, because in the past you would pick your secondaries, which was cool, but then there was a tertiary objective, which basically just built on who won the game. And if you won the game and got your tertiary, because it'd be the same sort of thing. It was like, if you control more objectives than your opponent at the end of the game, you score the tertiary objective. If you're losing, you're not going to get that one. You're not. You can't like yeah. lose and score secondary and tertiary. It's like
0: it's redundant. You're doing it's the same objective twice. You're just getting extra points. Exactly. You're just double dipping basically.
2: And I think that that's poor design. I think that the way that that Vince and Tom and David put together the schemes for NashCon really works. And I think you often see like a list of eight objectives, and you pick one over the course of or you pick one per game you can't reuse them stuff like that for the over the course of the tournament i think those work pretty well i think we could get outside of the the same eight that we often see because they're usually pretty pretty generic it's like kill your opponent's general keep your general alive for the whole game stuff like that but in general i think they're a good thing for the game it, it makes it so that every tournament feels a little bit different yeah as to soft scores i think that soft scores incentivize a certain type of game you use soft scores in the tournament pack, which no one's going to read, to figure out what you want to prioritize in your tournament.
0: Yeah, I, I've always felt like soft scores, like especially at like Alamo, which a lot of people bitched about. Uh, mm-hmm. Granted, I liked was that like if you had enough sportsmanship votes, it was like a multiplier. Yep. So, like, I know it's a complex. You are doing some more complex math than just going, "Oh, he got best sports in this," but if you say if you win four out of five of your games, major victories, and then there's someone who wins five of their games, major victories, and you're in competition for overall, and your points, your say your paints the same, yep. right? But you got that guy got no best opponent votes, and you got two best opponent votes. Those two best opponent votes should propel you past. Apparently, won I mean? that one yeah. extra game. So if you have like eighty battle points, and this guy's got a hundred. You should get some, like, a more incentive for being a good sport and also winning. Like, winning and being a good sport at the same time means that your opponent, even though they lost, had a good time. And we should always be promoting having a good time. That should be the number one thing. I know this is, like, a redundant, like, where it just keeps coming back to this. But in this scene, if everyone's a cunt, no one's going to play. Stop being a dick. That's the bottom line. Yeah. Because Joe Pagano said so. People's Elbow. Yeah. John Cooter-Mellencamp.
2: No. <laughs> no, I completely agree with you. I think that soft scores... First of all, I think calling them soft scores bugs me because it makes it sound like it's not as important. But when you look at a tournament like result page, oftentimes you o- the only differentiator you see is battle. You see like a little bit of differentiation between paint scores. But, for example, at Adepticon, the number of people that got max paint at this last Adepticon... It was something like 50% or more got max paint, and then the couple people who were up for best paint awards had like, a little extra boost. But when you look at the differentiation between scores in battle, you have people who got 100 points, and you have people who got 20 points. So being the best and being the worst is an 80-point swing. No one would stand for that type of swing <clears throat> in sports or in paint. Right? If the difference between being best sports and like, the worst sports is 80 points, That completely changes the whole field, and I don't think that it should be that big of a swing. But I do think having differentiation between the top and the bottom in sports scores and the top and the bottom in paint scores should be a thing because differentiating is how you're going to get yeah you're going to reward people for actually having like really good sports and really good paint versus
0: just battle. We don't want to go. No one wants to go to Warhammer tournaments and just play a bunch of assholes. No one wants to go to Warhammer tournaments and play a bunch of gray plastic. You should get rewarded for taking the time and painting your models to a high-quality standard because it adds to the theme of the game. It makes it more alluring, and it's going to bring people back. And you should get more rewarded for being a nice guy and enjoyable to play with. Because if you're not, like, you know, it's all bad for the scene because we're all really like a self... Even though GW is more involved now, with the scene. It's like... We're still we're very self-regulating. Self-regulating and self-supported. Like, the yep. reason this exists is because we do it. And if one, it's not, we're not magic to gathering. You know what I mean? Like, you can go right. anywhere in the country, anywhere in the world, and go to a GameStop and know that, like, maybe Thursday nights, people are going to play a Magic Draft. And that's always going to be there for you because none yeah. of that matters. You
2: know, except that no one plays Magic at GameStop.
0: I said a game shop.
2: Oh, I heard GameStop. <laughs> I don't know. Thanks. But yeah, no, I'm right there with you. And I the the, the converse of that, right, is like if you don't want to be competitive, if you don't want to play serious games, play narrative. No, there should be a place in the competitive scene where people are pushing themselves to be the best opponent that they can be and have a great painted army and also be competitive and play to win. right? Like I, You don't need to go tell stories and be narrative. That's not the only outlet for the creative side to have a swing of, of scores. And I get that competitive people... Are going to push back on this and say, if you value sports and paint too much, the person who wins overall isn't always going to be the one who won all their games. And I think that's a good thing. Like yeah, winning all your I games sh- and being an asshole with great plastic, you shouldn't win.
0: I, yeah. Also, I think that for those people, like best general should be what you're shooting at. Mm-hmm. Highest battle should be an award, but best overall should be best overall. Best First, of everything encompasses
2: so, all yeah. all sides of the hobby. Exactly. Like, if you get- and that's something that Tony always used to say to me. Right? He's like. You want you want something that encompasses the ideal version of all three parts of that together. Yeah. And when you only have differentiation in battle scores, you're not going to get that. If you don't have differentiation in paint and sports, you're not going to get that best ideal person.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like seeing um, Dave Inman or Don, uh, what's Don's last name, uh, win best overall. They never would because they're bad games, but they could yep. definitely win best general and I've seen them both win best general but they shouldn't win overall yep exactly also shout out to
2: Dave Inman from the Nashville club because he's really cool and it's not 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 the same guy
0: not Not the same same guy
2: Dave Inman but I played the same Russ when I was at Face Hammer it was just there's just one Russ at Face Hammer
0: (laughs) only one Russ one Russ to rule them all
2: one One, Russ to find them
0: one Russ to bring them all and in the darkness in the darkness bind them to Ben Diesel
2: Oh, fuck you. All right, so real quick before we go, we're about to wrap up the show. We're going to do a couple shout-outs to folks that have been supporting us or we think are good for the scene or supporting all the hobby out there. And my first big shout-out is obviously going to be to Mini Stomp. He's the online retailer. You can find him at Mini Stomp uh, on Twitter. He runs an online store, and he will hook it up. Sometimes he'll be giving out free stuff like coffee or little pins, little gadgets, little things like that. Yeah, super I, cool guy. Super I, duper friendly.
0: I just spent like $400 with him, and I didn't get anything for free, so I'm never buying anything from him again. Thanks for you nothing for free. <laughs> shut your
2: poor mouth. You got like a 30%
0: discount on
2: all your models. <laughs> it's
0: whatever. No, thanks, dude. And he gave me a lot of free baby advice, which was nice.
2: Oh, he didn't make you pay for the baby advice? It yeah. wasn't just
0: like 30% off? I wanted him to fucking meet me in the Costco parking lot, but anyway. That didn't work out because he lives in like Minnesota and I live in New York. But
2: Pretty sure he lives in Ohio. Yeah.
0: Or Michigan. 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 Southern Michigan. Michigan, in Minnesota. It's all the same to me. Flyover states. Yeah. Uh... We're going to
2: lose all our listeners because of you, Joe.
0: <laughs> it's okay. Ben <laughs> Diesel's going
2: to stop listening. <laughs> Minnesota and Michigan are going to stop listening.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Not Ben Diesel. He was my favorite. <laughs> oh, that's great. I, uh i've got a like, shout outs you want to do yeah i want to give a shout out to uh anthony polcastro i just want to remind you to quit the hobby and uh <laughs> but keep printing me buildings uh anthony printed a bunch a sweet fucking terrain for me uh i painted some of it some of it's kind of like just waiting to get primed we have a nice day out here um and yeah anthony um you did a great job dude thanks thanks a lot yeah.
2: What a champion. Yeah, and uh, he,
0: he did it for like a really good friends deal for me, and he told me not to tell anyone how much I <laughs> paid for it. So, uh, suggestion, if you want good deals, just become his friend first. Smart. And Smart. Oh, before we go, I do want to talk about what we've been kind of gabbing about on the phone recently, and this is important for us because it's going to be a challenge in 2020, and it's going to be the Age the Rage of, si-
2: of Sigmar World Tour. World Tour
0: world tour we're talking world tour we're going to play in five tournaments in five different countries so in one it, calendar year in one calendar year it's going to be done we're going to make shirts we're going to give shirts out to every single one of our opponents we're going to get super drunk and it's gonna be like a world tour for a band so if you want us to come to your country um the ones we're looking at right now is new zealand australia we're looking to hit two tournaments that are near each other for that so like play in say a tournament in Christchurch or uh, Auckland or something uh, on this weekend. And then the next weekend be somewhere in Australia. Cause that's easy for flying for us coming from the States. We want to yep. play somewhere in England. We we'll play it definitely in the USA because you know it's a we gotta have a hometown show and we're thinking Canada, but there are other countries definitely out there that are playing Warhammer in a tournament setting. So if you can convince us to come, we'll try and come and hopefully. Yeah, our... where my
2: Sierra Leone players at? Yeah, let us know when your tournaments are, yeah. man. Yeah,
0: I'm trying to play maybe in like St. Thomas, which even though that's part of the United States, it's an island, Virgin Islands.
2: Guam. We're gonna play in Guam. Guam.
0: Yeah. Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is part of America, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not according to Trump, but okay. Um, But no, yeah, for real So that's our plan, we're going to try and do the AOS World Tour And hopefully our wives don't divorce us We're going to drag them along But if you've got a Canadian tournament, we want to be there I want to eat all your poutine uh, New Zealand, I'm coming back, motherfuckers I spent my uh, honeymoon in New Zealand I love your country, I love your people I love your sheep uh, Australia, I'm excited to get bit by something poisonous And die
2: Magpies are going to lay eggs in his face And they're going to claw their way out
0: <laughs> I don't... Pies that lay eggs.
2: <laughs> Sounds perfect.
0: <laughs> I love pie. It's like my happy place. <laughs> yeah. I love eggs and I love pie. Um, but yeah, this is the thing. So what we want to do is try and get this thing going. Uh, twenty twenty, Rage of Sigmar World Tour. Uh, if you want to compete in the challenge with us, you make it to all the same tournaments as us. We'll do something special for you. Maybe we'll get yeah, like a commemorative. We'll make- oh, commemorative like glass or something would be si- sick. Like we did the, yeah. the Rage of Sigmar World Tour. And, and all uh, I got
2: was a stupid glass.
0: Yeah, maybe we can make it like the gumball five hundred of, of Warhammer. It's the,
2: what's that what's that?
0: The gumball or the gumball three thousand. It's like a race across the United States and there's one in Europe too. It's like a not illegal race. It's just all these people they try and get it from coast to coast in a certain amount of time. Oh. So like uh and if you have an event that you want us to be at or you want to have part of this our Rage of Sigmar, you know, world tour, let us know, dude. So if you're running some australia new zealand canada fucking hong kong japan italy That's part of britain yeah oh yeah well uk fucking ireland uh scotland i don't know i'm afraid of scottish people so not scotland <laughs> um, uh but no like if you're really interested in doing that like and in getting involved let's get it going let's make this a thing and maybe we can get like a whole bunch of people to go on this and then we can all just play each other at different tournaments every tournament yeah it's like wow why did i go to another country to play this game because i'm playing so
2: glad joe challenged me for every one of these tournaments i had to play him over and over again he tailored his list to beat mine why did i keep accepting these grudge matches
0: yeah all right so maybe it's not the best idea that we all do it but i think it's a great idea that we all do it yeah wouldn't it be
2: cool to have like a roving band of warhammer marauders
0: (laughs) yeah that'd be sick that'd be pretty awesome but no, yeah, so um, that's our plan. We're going to try. It's ambitious. It's hard. I just had a kid, um, and I have to abandon them at home with my parents and for like three weeks just to go to <laughs> New Zealand and Australia. Why do you have an erection? I didn't know my camera was on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should post these to YouTube.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, that's it.
2: Well, thanks so much for listening. This will probably be coming out on the Monday, which will be the 15th of October.
0: No, I, I, honestly, dude, Lynn's out for like another six hours. it will probably be out today.
2: Nice! <laughs> All right, well, hope you enjoyed the show. Again, if you want to get in touch with us, you can a number of ways. My Twitter, personally, is at BigJables, and you can find Joe at hymn of Serpents on Twitter. You can find us, the podcast's uh, Twitter, at, at of Sigmar, and you can email us at rageofsigmarpodcast at gmail Any complaints or issues you might have with the show, uh, it's going to be Ben Diesel eighty seven <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah, you can find him there.
0: If you want to send us hate mail, that would be the place to do it. Uh, I want to say us pictures of like midgets, fucking goats. That's a great place to do it. At Ben, what is it? Ben Diesel eighty seven. I think it's. I think it's B. B. Oh, it's 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 Ben.
2: <laughs> Ben, it might be Bendy eighty seven or Ben Diesel eighty seven.
0: Hold on, I'll look it up. <laughs> yeah, let's look it up. to find our, that's, that's our complaint department, and
2: uh, yeah, handles yeah. all of our complaints he's <laughs> Also, uh, any yeah any videos of midgets fucking goats or goats fucking midgets, uh, yeah. he's the receiving department for that.
0: Yeah, um, if you want to send us his pictures of Goatsy prying his asshole open, that's a good place to do it. Oh man, <laughs> no,
2: Bendy, oh where'd it go? Okay, it's, yeah, Ben Diesel, spelled D-I-E-S-L-87. So it's Ben Dies L87.
0: <laughs> yeah, so if you want to just harass us, if you hate us, maybe if you want to sign us up for a bunch of Christian Mingle websites, <laughs> that's a good way to Farmers do it.
2: Farmersonly.com. Yeah,
0: Farmersonly.com is a good one. Um if you want to find an address, I don't know his address, but if I find out the address, I'll let you know where to send all your Insight trials to. <laughs> and uh, let's keep it going. You know what I mean? So. And. Uh, Thanks
2: a bunch for listening. Yeah, hopefully and, this uh,
0: leads to like a real beef that like comes to fruition at a Warhammer tournament. We all come in snapping like it's West Side Story. Yeah, Maria, you're gonna die. All right. So. Hopefully this episode c- comes out as con- coherent for everybody else. And uh, to all our listeners, we love you. And uh, I'll say, kick it off. You guys have a good night. Fuck Ben Diesel. Boom. We're out. We out. It's
1: tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's right, On time is tricky. It's tricky, 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 tricky. It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's right, On time is tricky. Tricky, tricky, tricky. I met this little girly was kind of curly. Went to her house and bust her out. I had to leave real early. These girls are really sleazy. All they just say is please me. Or spend some time in rock a rhyme. I said it's not that easy. It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's right on time. It's tricky. How is it, baby? It's tricky, tricky, tricky. It's tricky to rock around. They really hawk, but we just walk walk because we have no time. And in the city, it's a pity because we just can't hide. Tinted windows don't mean nothing, they know who's inside. it's tricky to Fucking